Yegg Sausage Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 48 of the Egg Sausage Podcast. My name is Gigi Nabyar. The lovely lady over there is the Dapper Dame. And tonight we have the most practical episode yet, guys. Okay, we're talking about houses. How adult of us. So adult. <laughs> yes. So you guys just uh, just just basically got locked into a house, right? Yep, it's officially ours as of like a week ago. Okay, and did you get keys yet and everything? Yeah, we got the keys. Oh, that's that's exciting. That's like the best part. <laughs> it is. Yeah, we're taking this like as a a little grace period before actually residing in the house to like clean and fix and you know paint whatever needs doing before we have all our shit in there, and then it's harder to do. Right. Right. Like. As uh, as a streamer, have you thought about like routing even like Ethernet cables a certain way or like hiding cables or any of that stuff? So our Internet stuff got delivered today because of COVID. They're not doing in home. Um, what do you call it? Setups unless it's absolutely necessary. Really? Yeah. So they just like ship you this kit and like a little instruction book and you set it up yourself. Huh? So once that's all set up, I probably will take into consideration like putting cables in the wall versus like just laying on the floor or something. Yeah. Or using like a cable hider, you know, it's like, run like against, that. you know, like run against the baseboard or whatever. Yeah. I mean, like I always imagine if I were to ever build a, a house, a new house, you know, I would have like this master plan of how the cables would be routed and like make it all nice and fancy. But, you know. It is what it is when you buy a house that's already, you know, maybe not. They didn't take that into consideration, right? Like my house, yeah. my house was built in 1936. They weren't thinking about the ways that they were going to route Ethernet cables. <laughs> so. No, yeah, there's even some like when we did our inspection for the house, which, oh my god, we could talk about that fucking hurdle. Oh um, yeah. Oh, um. Like the original house didn't have those little breaker things in the outlet, the with GFID or whatever the hell that is. Yeah, CFGI. Yeah, that. Um, or CGFI. Both... One of the two. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, the little button that's like reset or test, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Because you're supposed to have that in an outlet that's like anywhere near water or within so many feet of a water source. Right, like kitchens, and... you know? Yeah, Especially. kitchens, laundry rooms, bathrooms. Yeah. Um, and there were a couple that like they weren't there, you know, so mm -hmm. they had to get swapped out. That's interesting. I wonder if uh, if it if they're more strict from state to state, you know, or like even maybe municipality to municipality, because like. I don't know, I mean, well, no, I take that back. I guess I do have those outlets in all of the rooms that were required for mine. But I definitely mm -hmm. had some that weren't grounded. So like, you know, the, like the three prong, they didn't have the bottom portion. Yeah. Um, even though like the cover showed that it had the three prong, like it was still just a, an ungrounded outlet. And like, I mean, it doesn't take much to test. I mean, if you guys are ever curious, like you can buy like a tester for like eight bucks. You just plug it in and it tells you. But I mean, since my house was so old, you know, they I guess like, they updated the electrical at some point. So the electrical is good, but they okay. but they didn't swap out every single outlet, you know, so there'll be mm -hmm. like some random outlets here and there that need to be updated. But 
hasn't really like bugged me about it, you know? So I don't know. That's cool. One thing that we kind of, um, got not screwed on, but just have to like, I, like the thing when you buy a house from somebody else, you're buying what was their problem, you know? So like if they half-assed anything and you kind of just have to like either deal with it or fix it, you know? Yeah. Did you guys go through like any post um, bid exception negotiation? So post bid, we didn't do any like negotiating as far as like lowering price or anything. Is that what you mean? No, no, no. So like once you agree on a price, so like yeah. for mine, we agreed on a price and then we said, okay, uh, you know, I came up on my last offer. So I want to negotiate, you know, X, Y, and Z. So I negotiated in uh, the fixing of like the sewer lateral, which is like really big for a lot of houses. I mean, sewer lateral is always an issue, mm -hmm. um, especially like if the house isn't occupied for a while. And, uh, and then also a roof. So like, basically you know we we negotiated i don't i don't remember exactly what happened but they ended up paying for the entire sewer lateral issue to be fixed and then i think we went half on the roof so we had the agreed price of x and then we mm -hmm. had the renegotiated price with the half of the my half of the roof added into my mortgage so instead of paying you know, out of pocket or getting like a personal loan, I just rolled that expense into my mortgage and nice. over, you know, over 30 years mm -hmm. at a really decent interest rate, it's like, you know, it's not much extra a year to, to pay that way or a month rather. So gotcha. Yeah. There I don't were know. Some kinds of little things like that. Like we were going to pay like the closing costs. Sure. But they um were supposed to leave like all the appliances. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but they kind of didn't. So oh. we uh yeah, so fun little snafu that we realized was after we got the keys, we opened the garage and the washer and dryer were gone. No. Um we went into the kitchen and the fridge was gone. Um, and we got in contact with them. Like we already have a washer and dryer. But we were going to get rid of ours and, and then take those ones because they were like nicer and newer than ours. We bought the cheapest, like most economy line ones that have like, you know, a very short shelf life kind of washer and dryer. Absolutely. Um, so we were going to take those ones and Jesse like didn't want to make like a big deal about it. So we were just like, well, we already have a set. So that's fine. But the fridge you know, like we kind of need one of those to move in. We need somewhere to put our fucking food. Yeah. And it was just like a little, I don't know, weird situation. So we got in contact with like the previous owners and was like, hey, we have like an addendum that's on the signed contract between us that you were supposed to leave this. Yeah. So, like legal, legally binding you. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Not just like, hey, could you? No, it's like you're supposed to. Yeah. And they sent us like a link to the cheapest fridge possible, like a couple hundred bucks, solid white, like usually goes in a garage type of fridge. And we were like, well, can you send us like how much was the fridge that you had here? You know, like, and then something comparable or in that price range, we'll get one of those. And yeah. um, they didn't get back to us. 
So we had to reach back out to our agent and thank God that realtors like are who they are because within an hour she's like, all right, yeah, go pick out a fridge around this price and everything's handled. And I'm like, thank you, lady. Thank you so much. Yeah. I couldn't imagine that nightmare if you represented yourself as a, as an agent, right? It like, I recommend getting an actual third party that doesn't have any like emotional ties to this you know because if i feel like i was self-representing and someone fucked me over like that i'd be livid right it's always nice like have someone like going to bat for you you know yeah so like yeah because i mean even even in the post bid negotiations you know like for the for the roof and the sewer line Mm -hmm. um like i had no idea that was even a thing i was like oh shit we can negotiate this i was like hell yeah we're gonna we're gonna you know try to try to squeeze a little more value out of this you know so definitely i mean you're spending thousands of dollars and signing away a big part of your life you know you want to get as much as you can absolutely so i actually had the opposite problem of what you guys had even though it wasn't really a problem but uh there was one stipulation in the contract that i signed for my house Mm -hmm. and that was to keep the (laughs) the uh the treadmill in the basement Apparently they just wanted nothing to do with moving this treadmill out of the basement. And you have to oh, remember it's like such a bitch. It's so heavy. Yeah. It's super big and awkward and heavy. And like, I live in a city house, so there's not like a bunch of like huge sliding glass doors or anything you can no. take it out of. So like, imagine like a standard door in a basement. That's what I have. And like a really tight stairwell that's underneath my wet room. Mm-hmm. Like that's how much room you have to like try to mangle this thing out of there. And so they're like, yeah, fuck it. Like, we're not going to sign the contract unless you agree to take the treadmill and <laughs> with the house. Take our problems. Take our pro- <laughs> well, no, it actually worked out great because, like, I used it a couple times over the winter, you know, when it's, like, cold and rainy and I don't want to go out for a run. I'll just go downstairs sure. and use the tread, you know? <laughs> so that's, that's so, I feel like, typical of some people to get like at home exercise equipment and then never use it or not want to move it. They're just like, ah, fuck. Remember that thing we bought 10 years ago? It's in the basement. That's how I feel like this thing was because it, it's like practically brand new, but you can tell like the model year that it was Mm -hmm. made is a little bit older, but not like anything. It wasn't like a piece of crap that I had to deal with. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a nice treadmill. Um, so like in hindsight, I was like, yeah okay (laughs) great (laughs) that's cool it's not like one of those like gazelle ellipticals from like the 90s or something (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) no like power anything it's just all manual (laughs) oh my god i've seen those and they're just fucking brutal (laughs) absolutely this one's like nice it's got like a it, it, it connects with google maps and you can set up a certain route that you would have ran you know in the real world trail or something yeah and it'll like automatically like adjust the height and stuff if it's got like a decline or incline um it'll like obviously tell you the mileage you know so like you completed the run it was it's it's a cool little cool thing but i don't know (laughs) just a funny story though about my house i want when you Go ahead. I was just going to say, I want to know how they got it in. I'm assuming they bought it from somewhere and then paid to have it installed. And I'm sure when the installers got there, they were like, fuck. <laughs> like, are you serious? <laughs> Those people are probably underpaid. Oh, 
100 <laughs> <laughs> percent um i was gonna ask did you have any kind of like grace period of being able to like paint or clean or anything before you moved your stuff in yeah absolutely uh i was very fortunate to live with my parents beforehand as a lot of you guys know that watched uh my watched my stream um you know i was tucked away in the basement bedroom i rented from my parents uh mm -hmm. i had two roommates three at sometimes live upstairs so uh it was nice to uh have that transition of not being under the gun so to speak because you guys well i guess you're you're not moving that far but if you were moving any farther you know like i can't imagine how it would be to like move across the country and like have to sell a house and buy a house right because you have to like have all the timing correct you know to where like sometimes that doesn't you don't get that you know you don't get Most that great time you're in some kind of like airbnb hotel situation when you're in that that middle ground sure sure and nobody likes to be there <laughs> oh oh god it's so much more expensive right right absolutely yeah i i didn't really do any cleaning or like painting or anything but it was just nice to like take my time and move stuff in at my leisure you know you didn't so. like scrub that house down before you moved in you're just like eh, seems good no the house was very clean like they they hired cleaners uh gotcha at some point See, you know the, the previous owner for our house said that they did they had a cleaning lady over and then i went in there and it immediately immediately smelled like dog oh. and i think dog owners after a while get like nose blind to like the smell of their pets you know 100 percent because you just live with them and yeah. you're just like yeah smells like a dog but i don't have a dog so when i walked in i was like the amount of canine in here is insane and then i just i was like you know what i'm just gonna sweep and mop everything if the walls have any dust or hair on them i'll wash those too i swept one room upstairs and had like like a handful of just like fur and hair uh, and i'm like all right we all had a cleaning lady over here it was for like a barbecue like they were not here and actually cleaning you know yeah so yeah i'm like using this like simple green and murphy's oil and all this stuff to just scrub the shit out of these hardwood floors yeah i that's Man, it sounds like you had some problems with these sellers. That's all I'm going to say. That's what I'm hearing right now. <laughs> the house is nice. There's nothing inherently like super wrong with it. Like the inspector did a really good job and made sure that everything was um, fixed before we moved in. Right. It's just that, you know, they wanted to get out of the house fast and cleaning is a really tedious thing. So right. they made it look presentable, but like I wouldn't walk around in the, in the house like barefoot or anything. Right. So. Was that carpeted I, upstairs also? Were you no carpet in the house? Really? Because hmm. I know. God. Well, I know, like, for example, I mean, we even had this just like living, you know, because I lived in the house that I rented from my parents for, you know, however many years growing up. Um, mm -hmm. So, like, we've had dogs and then we had like roommates who had dogs when we rented from my parents and stuff like that. So, like, the only room that was carpeted still was the front room of that house and it was like this awful old shag carpet i don't know why we didn't replace it sooner but the dogs would always just whenever they would have an accident they would choose that room and like come to find out that like 
if you let pee soak long enough, it's going to soak into the baseboard. And then when it soaks into the baseboard, the dog can still smell that. And then yep. they think that that's an okay place to yeah. do their business. Ugh. So that's why I was asking, like, I mean, I've definitely been in houses where like it's carpeted. And like, even if you replace the carpet, it can still smell really bad if you don't replace the baseboard or like use a certain like I think they sell like certain types of like paint now that um cover up, you know, that smell that you can like put on. It's like super heavy duty stuff. But yeah, no, I definitely understand the whole like being blind to the smell for sure. Like Tank's bed is definitely the <laughs> smelliest thing in my house. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, I get it. Like dogs, you know, like they go outside, they roll around in the dirt, they go in the house. Like they're just, they're messy animals. I totally get it. It was just like, don't tell me that there was a cleaning lady here. If there definitely fucking wasn't, you know? Yeah. Just be honest. Or, or maybe even yeah. like the cleaning lady was just like, fuck this. I'm not doing this good a job. Like this place is a shithole, like, or, so, or whatever, you know, and then like mm -hmm. half ass it and then leave, you know, which definitely happens. I mean, you know, some people are just like, well, or, or like maybe they're getting a deal on like a coupon or something or I don't know, you know, whatever. Like they hired like a friend to do it and they like, yeah, you know, yeah. Or whatever, yeah. whatever the situation may be, just like be more upfront, you know, and like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What I'm currently working on, which I was there before the podcast and I'm going back there after is once they moved the washer and dryer, there's big sections of the wall there that are just like untreated unpainted drywall okay so there it's out in the garage and it's like in this like cubby where like your washer and dryer fit together right the, the problem with that is that like mold and mildew are starting to build up because it's in the garage in georgia and it's a washer and dryer so like it puts off its own humidity you know absolutely so i'm using this stuff that's like have you ever heard of Kills? Yeah, yeah. That's actually, I think Kills is the company that makes the uh, the stuff to get rid of the dog smell, like the dog urine smell. That makes sense. They make a lot of those paints that take care of smell, take care of mold, take care of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I got to do like two, like first I had to like wash that bitch. And then <laughs> I had to, uh, I'm probably going to do like two coats of that stuff just so it's like super sealed. You know, I don't want to deal with like a mold issue later on that. Absolutely. I can't even see. Do it. Do it right. The first time. <laughs> yes. Which, oh my God. And there's this like huge section that I had to sand down because you, there's like the hot water and cold water, like things that you hook up your washer to. Mm -hmm. And there's a big jigsaw square that they cut out of the wall to like install it. Sure. And when they put it back on and spackled it, they never like leveled it. So whatever Ugh. like putty knife that they use to put this shit on there, like the huge like waves of putty, like when they smacked it on there are still there. And I'm like, I fucking hate it. I hate it so <laughs> much. <laughs> well, the glass half full approach to that is at least it's in your laundry area. So like it could be worse, you know? Yeah. The only other like, hurdle type thing that we have to deal with is there's certain things about the house that got grandfathered in because it's an old house. Oh, so in the downstairs bathroom and upstairs bathroom, neither of the bathrooms have any ventilation. They don't have any mm. kind of little fan or window that opens. Wait, um, no window even no window because the I upstairs hate 
has a storm window, so it's just a second pane of glass, and the one downstairs has no window. Okay, okay. Because I was going to say, I've got, well, I only have one bathroom currently, but it doesn't have ventilation because my house is so old. But mm -hmm. at least I get a window, and it's super accessible. Like, it's, you know, it's a nice little poop, and you're, you're, you're good. You're golden. <laughs> but yeah. to not even have a window... <laughs> <laughs> I know I got to figure that out because I don't want to deal with an issue with that later on, like soft paint or soft walls or something from the humidity. Well, the only thing about that is because it's a bathroom. I mean, granted, if the construction was done correctly, um, they use green board in those situations. And green okay. board is like a it's like a drywall that's meant to be in high moisture areas. So you might even want to look into like in the future, if you guys are still there maybe and you guys get more mold issues around the washer and dryer is to install the green board just in that immediate area um, to help with, with the, uh, the moisture and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, so nice. Yeah. Makes sense. I just thought it was like a funny combination to leave like exposed drywall when there's like really nice tiles underneath it like that really beautiful like slate with like copper veins in it on the ground what yeah it's gorgeous and the walls just look straight up ass like <laughs> why was this your combination that's interesting yeah like why take the time or the money to do this and not yeah. just like go the full mile and literally half ass it yeah that's that's silly that's silly what the heck <laughs> i don't know i get that people get busy they don't finish their projects or anything but I, it was it's just a weird thing you know weird thing that i get to noodle with <laughs> exactly like welcome to being a homeowner you know i mean <laughs> it is nice though because this is like the first time i've ever like been in the position of homeowner so it's nice that i get to fix it i don't have mm. to call a landlord who calls a guy who shows up in two weeks you know i just get to handle it yeah i have been super fortunate every place that i've rented i have not really had like a a a landlord, you know, fixing something issue. So oh I'm God, super grateful for that. But yeah, absolutely. Like, especially the like doing it right the first time thing. Um, because like whenever you upgrade X or replace X, you can just do it the, the right way and have that peace mm -hmm. of mind that it's not going to be an issue for a very, very, very long time. And yeah. that alone is like, Yes. <laughs> it is nice. It does make your brain feel good. Yeah. Like my house, as far as like how it's designed or like the, the interior design rather, um, mm -hmm. not the most up to date, but like it had, you know, new AC, new unit inside as well. Uh, you know, just all these like bare bones things that like give you the peace of mind of home ownership, you know, new roof you know, new garage door opener, like just all those, all those like bigger purchases that you like really want to avoid as a new homeowner, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Is, Last thing you want is to like get into a house. And you're like, Oh, you need another 20 grand. Cause this thing's broken. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or like the sewer lateral for sure. Like that was a big concern. Like I was like, how is this going to affect, you know, like what I'm going to do as far as getting it fixed. Because again, like I didn't know about the post negotiation thing. So like, I thought that I was going to have to pay for the sewer lateral out of pocket. And I was already 
like before I had even really signed the, my life away, you know, to this, to this mortgage, I was already <laughs> sweating, you know, and being like, how am I going to pay for this? Like I, the sewer lateral damages are like thousands of dollars, you know, mm -hmm. like, uh, so I, yeah, but fortunately again, I mean, we just negotiated that they agreed. It was all gravy. It worked out great. So. Well, that's good. Cause in, um, like Jesse's owned a home before when we lived in Michigan. And that was like when I first met him. Mm -hmm. And at one point he did have like, I, I don't think it was a sewer lateral, but it was a sewer pipe. So it's like all of the water pipes in your whole house go to this one main line. And that main line goes to the one in the, in like for the city. So that one connection piece, um, was super old because the house in that whole city was really old and it was cast iron and it had rusted and collapsed. So nothing could leave the house and we had to shut off everything and it took around six months for it to be fully fixed because insurance people had to come out and they had to make sure it wasn't a prior issue that we did something that it was just a collapse or a tree root or whatever. Then they had to see which side of the line it was on. Was it the city's problem? Was it the home owner's issue? All this shit. Yikes. In the end, um, it did take six months because they had to keep calling different people to do different things because not one guy does two jobs, you know? So we ends up having to rip apart the whole downstairs like basement bathroom because there was like a pipe in there that was also an issue. So they had to come in there with like a, uh, a jackhammer and break up half of the basement floor to replace the pipe. They had to call a different guy to lay the concrete and then a different guy to like reconstruct the bathroom. And I'm like, oh, my God, I never want to deal with that. That six months is way too long. I, I cannot oh, believe insane. that that's good. It was insane. No, that's absolutely insane. What do you like? And what do you do? Like, I mean, if you have like sewage backing up into your house, you know, like, no, Thankfully, it wasn't backing up. It just like you couldn't use the bathroom or turn on a sink or anything because it, it wouldn't go anywhere. Oh, OK. Hmm. Still, though, pretty much a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because um, it was me him and his sister that lived there at the time. So like his sister had to go stay with somebody. I had to go stay with somebody. Then when Jesse was in town from work, he had to stay with somebody. Right. And I was just like, damn, you got this house that you own that you can't even live in right now. Right. Yeah. No, that's the worst feeling. It's just like, oh, let me just pay this mortgage every month. And my house sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah. Did you guys, did you guys run into like any nightmares uh, with houses that you had looked at before you pulled the trigger on this one? No, we were looking around a little bit because during COVID, like houses are shockingly cheap because uh, it's just not really a seller's market right now. Like if right. you're trying to buy a house, they're really discounted. And we found out about this one from like one of Jesse's coworkers because it was like their neighbor across the street that was selling. Sure. And we went and saw the house the same day it was listed. And by the time we got there, there were two other offers on the house. Um, so the fact that we put up like closing costs is why they chose us. I believe, I mean, they can't tell us, but I believe that's why they, they picked us. Sure. Um, 
But yeah, we looked around a little bit, but there was nothing that we were super geeked about. A lot of the newer houses are on like main roads, which I'm not crazy about. You know, I don't want to have to like gun it out of my driveway because there's so many people flying down the road. Yeah. Or like if you have kids in the future, you you always have that. Yeah. You you have that looming over your head. You know, I would never want to live on a main road. Um, Yeah. No, no, thank you. (laughs) Mm -mm. No, I would have to have like a massive driveway and like a massive front yard if I ever did. You know, far away from the road, like a a nice, like white picket fence with like some like crazy, like mailbox statues or I don't know, something, something very grand (laughs) entrance. Yes. Yeah. There's like champagne and like ribbons fall from the sky when you drive into my driveway. Confetti cannons. Yeah. 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 A lot of music, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's not like super overproduced or anything. <laughs> I mean, a guy can wish. A guy can wish. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah. As far as like what you want to do to the house, like for our house, it's pretty much a blank slate. Like we Good. have two living rooms and we don't know what to do with like the formal living room is what they called it. And then there's like the downstairs like den, you know? Yeah. And we're trying to figure out, like, what what do we put in that huge front room? Like, we're not going to spend a lot of time in there if we put our couch up there. And because, like, the downstairs one has, like, the backdoor patio. It has the fireplace. It has, like, the brick wall. Like, it's cozy as shit. I want to, like, hang out down there. Yeah. But we don't know what to do with, like, a formal sitting area. Like, are you going to sit in it? I don't know. That's the awkward front room that, like, a ton of houses have. Um I don't want it to be like a wasted space though. Cause it's such a big fucking room, you know? No, I mean, trust me. I'm, I'm like in the same vein of thinking, uh, you know, like <laughs> what, why am I wasting the space? Um, but yeah, no. Why does so many houses have that weird front room? Even it's when like to receive company, but your company doesn't spend time in there. Yeah. I was going to say like the only time we used it growing up in my parents' house was when we had company and like, there would mm-hmm. be like spillover from either the kitchen or the main living room where people would be hanging out. And then they would okay. like spill into that room. Um, also that's where we put our Christmas tree. So I guess you oh, could I'm do not that. having a Christmas tree. My cat will have a field day <laughs> with that shit. Damn it. Jameson. <laughs> Yeah, he would 100% ruin that so quick. Single-handedly ruining Christmas. <laughs> and he doesn't make notes for a holiday. He just sees it as a giant toy with shiny things on right. it. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to do with it. Make it like a library or I don't know. I don't want a workout room to be in the front of the house. What about like a little like slot race car track? Eh? Eh? it would be cool to have it more as like a lounge like more casual than formal you're just you're getting too fancy for me (laughs) well i feel like a formal living room has like nice furniture that you don't sit on 100 percent. i hate that i hate that yeah i mean (laughs) all right i get that like what's the point of having furniture if you don't sit on it but i mean yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I you'll you guys will figure out something, I'm sure. But it'll it'll definitely be the like last thing. Do you have a room that you don't know what to do with? No, no. I like 
my living my my house is very like straight to the point you know like there's two rooms upstairs and already <laughs> i knew that like i was gonna either like make i was gonna make one into like my nerd room which is now becoming the podcast room so you guys will be like seeing a different background if you watch us on youtube eventually uh mm -hmm. when i move things up there because i'm pretty sure that i'm gonna make it a podcast and gaming room so it's gonna get a little hot up there i'm probably gonna have to get like a window unit like a window ac unit up there but regardless um i knew that that was gonna happen and then the other room was just gonna be a guest room because my main master is on my first level it's on my main level so okay it's like very utilitarian right like you walk in you have you know your living room you have your dining room which is my computer room right now because i don't have a dining table um yes i know i am a heathen <laughs> no you're totally fine we have like two dining areas so there's like the ki the kitchen plus like the kitchen extra space that has nothing in it sure and then there's like the nearly partitioned off dining room right and we're like oh shit do we want it in the kitchen do we want it in that room if we don't put it in that room that's like two empty rooms in the front of the house like yeah but then if you have like i mean since it's you two you guys probably don't have like a giant dinner table either so like oh i bought a huge one. Oh, okay all right miss fancy <laughs> uh, i bought one to where we don't need another one for like 10 years okay that's, okay that's why i bought that one because we were gonna get like a little like bistro you know two to four people little table yeah and i'm like well, when his family visits like the his family's huge huge mm. he's got his parents and his two siblings and his grandparents and i want like enough space for like all the butts to go you know yeah i don't I don't want to have to break out folding chairs or like everybody sit in different rooms. Right. So I got a, it's like 12, no, 10 feet long, like solid Oak dining room table that has eight chairs. Hell yeah. That sounds very solid. <laughs> it's solid and heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys having a movers bring that in? No, we've been moving things slowly. Like if you're watching this on YouTube, like my bookcases are basically empty. Um, I'm slowly taking everything off the walls. Um, so we've packed up a lot of that stuff and pre-moved it over. And Good then <laughs> um, I have a truck. So we're going to break down most of the furniture and put it in that. Yeah. Um, and then have a buddy come over and help us with like the the big heavy stuff because he used to be like our personal trainer and he's super jacked. So <laughs> like going through your phone list, you're like, who's the most jacked person I know? <laughs> Dude, his shoulders are insane. They're like turtles just hanging out on there. Turtles. So big. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, I'm just going to give him some food cause he loves food and he's like a super chill guy. We play like Pokemon go with him. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to enlist his help for the big heavy stuff that like I'm just not genetically set up to carry those items. Yeah, no, I mean, I uh, I think that's maybe one of the reasons I haven't bought a table like that yet is because I like moving light. You know, there's like the heaviest thing in yeah. my moves is like my couch and that's it. You know, I mean, everything else is pretty straightforward. Um, Dude, our couch is a uh, nightmare. Is it? Is it like a sectional, like a big sectional or something? No, it's a regular like 
three cushion wide couch, but it has a pull out bed in it. So Ooh. it weighs like a million pounds. I'd be like, built it because the bed will come out. Yeah, I'd be like, guys, um, I gotta, I gotta do some things that day. Sorry. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got it when we had a studio apartment and we didn't have like a guest room for anybody to like crash. Yeah. So we, well, we'll two in one it. We'll get a, a a bed couch, and I'm pretty sure we've never used it for like a guest. We just use it like when we want to pull out the bed and have like a movie night or something. Sure, sure. No, I, I mean, I love the practicality of a sofa couch mm-hmm. or uh, not a sofa couch. Uh, God, what am pull I saying? Bed. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> pull out couch, whatever you want to call it. Um, and but no, I, I wouldn't want to I wouldn't ever want to move it. Like, no, I would I would pay someone to move that singular piece of furniture. Right. Like I would hire like giant Russian dudes off Craigslist, you know, and <laughs> it won't be as bad this time because we're just moving it into like the same floor of the house and we can move it like through the garage or through like the front door. Right. But versus versus a studio apartment that was probably, you know, up a couple flights God. of steps. Yeah. We hired movers to um, bring it in to the house like when it got delivered we paid the extra to have somebody bring it to like up the elevator and into our apartment yeah but when we moved from that apartment to another apartment that had cheaper rent we had to take it ourselves down the elevator and then um up three flights of stairs to the other apartment nope (laughs) worst experience ever nope i thought it was bad enough like moving you know, like stuff down one flight of stairs, like the basement. No, (laughs) no, dude. It took three guys to get it up there because they had to swap who was on like the bottom and top, you know, because it's heavy as shit and you have to cut these corners going up these stair rails and right. Oh, dude, the moving process of moving blows. It's like how traveling is nice, but being in the airport sucks ass. Well, I think it's really important, though, to like really just you know be thankful for the fact that you guys can like move little bit by little bit you know that is so big you know because like you get all the small knickknacks over you just move all the big stuff in one day and it's done you know there's no time crunch or anything so i'm sure we have like about a month of uh layover which i mean is like a pro and a con because like for one month you're paying for two places and that's pretty fucking expensive right um but it is nice to not have to like get everything out within a week and have this place up to snuff and the other place, you know, comfortable enough to get our, our shit in. Sure. But you guys will, you guys will understand like once it's, you know, once it's close enough, you know, you'll be like, all right, let's get this hammered out. Well, and then did you guys, you guys didn't like break a contract or anything. Did you to like get out of the rent? No. That's we expensive. Had, so it was a weird contract so a lot of places it's like a 30-day notice to um like if you're going to renew or not and ours would have been up at the end of august anyways so i hit them up and i was like hey we're not going to renew like this place just isn't for us and they're like oh okay well you need a 45-day notice so if you want to break your lease right now um 15 days early we're going to charge you two months rent Uh uh-huh um, which it's $1,200 a month here. So that's like just shy of $3,000. Um, and I was like, um, ex, ex fucking, excuse me. No. Uh, 
So I was like, well, what's our other option? Because there's never just one option. She's like, oh, well, I guess you could just prorate those days, which is just paying a daily fee. Yeah, which is like an extra 400 bucks. And I was like, why wouldn't that be plan A, lady? Like, why wouldn't you just, why why heart attack first? Why is that the move? I'm I'm just going to go out on a limb and just say greed. But I mean, who knows? Yeah, maybe somebody panics and they're like, oh, God, I guess it's our only choice. Yeah, yeah, that's that seems a little scandalous for sure, because I feel like every place, even if it's just like a run of the mill apartment, they do prorated either by like the day or by the month. Right. So like Mm -hmm. they'll jack up your rent, you know, by 200 bucks a month, you know, if you want to like get out of your lease early or whatever it may be, you know, so but I'm glad that they they gave you an option B because paying 2,400 on top of paying closing costs and all the other associated, like, no. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Kindly go fist yourself because no. (laughs) Yeah. No joke. Um, There's so many little like semantics and technicalities and all kinds of little things. Like you just have to ask a million questions. That would be like my biggest to somebody who's looking to buy a house ask every question you can think of like okay you look at the house it has storm windows in it ask if they have screens you know like um oh they have you know like a couple shingles missing when's the last time the roof was replaced like just ask all the questions absolutely yeah and don't be afraid to like test things out yourself while they're going through the inspection um because either probably being borderline rude because i was like flushing toilets and turning on faucets and looking behind shower curtains you know absolutely absolutely because either you can a ask the inspector about it and they're very knowledgeable most of the time or b you know you can negotiate that into the contract you know and get x replaced you know or whatever um yeah i i went through um a hard a hard lesson with like throwing away some money with the first house that I almost bought. So my I guess my main piece of advice would be to never unless you are planning on flipping it, never buy an as is house. So oh god. As is uh doesn't really it's it's just a big red x. Don't do it guys. Um <laughs> especially if it's your first. Like if you've had experience or know a lot of like things yeah that's what i'm saying but i wouldn't i don't know how to fix a lot of those things if they pop up or even what to look for exactly that's what i'm saying like if you have the experience of like flipping houses and you know exactly what you're getting into you have the resources like you said i mean by all means go for it but the house that and and to explain what it means is basically once they accept your offer they don't have to do anything afterwards so there's none of that post bid negotiation like we were talking about at the beginning of the episode so i put a bid down on this house i felt like i was getting a pretty good price i went through the you know i was really impressed by like the interior design uh things that they chose to do with this house So I was like really kind of impressed by that. But once you like peeled back the layers of the house, it was a nightmare. So, you know, like went there with my agent was like, yeah, I think it's great. Like, I love the, I love what they've done on the inside of this house. Like, it's awesome. Let's put down a bit. And he's like, bam, bam, bam. They accepted. Great. 
go to do the inspection, there was like, oh my God, it was a night. I was sweating the whole entire time. Like everything that this, my, the home inspector was telling me, I was just like, this is not for me. This is not for me. Holy shit. I can't, I couldn't wait for it to get done. That's basically God. like, yeah, it, I was like, dude, let's just get this over with. Cause I know I'm not buying this house now. Um, they like, they came and did the sewer lateral as well. Like they probed the sewer lateral to like, see if there's any damage and stuff. They couldn't even get a probe into the pipe. Ew. That's how bad it was. Um, amongst other things like it, I could go on. I would, I mean, I that would, by itself would be enough to like dissuade you. Well, yeah. I mean, it should have definitely been also a, I mean, it was like the icing on the cake in a way okay. because they actually came with the report at the end of the inspection. So like if they would have just done the sewer like quickly before the inspection started, I would have just been like, you know what, go ahead and cancel this inspection because I'm not going to pay. Well, this is what I'm alluding to. So I paid for the sewer inspection, which was mm -hmm. 150, 180 bucks. And then the inspection itself, which was like 350 or 400. So like, that was a $550 mistake, right? <laughs> so yep. um, that's not chump change. That's a lot of money. But here's the thing. Here's here's the silver lining. Um, it taught me so much on what to look for in future houses. So nice. when I bought or when I looked at the house that I now bought, um, or now have rather, I knew some things to look for before the inspector even got there. So it made me a lot more comfortable putting uh, a higher bid than I previously put on this house. And so like there was a lot more comfort, you know, and then of course, once the home inspector actually came and did everything, it confirmed everything that I thought to be true, you know, minus maybe a couple little things like, you know, the roof, the sewer ladder obviously was an issue. Um, but like, it sucked because once that bid got accepted, like, and you pay for that inspection, you're out of that money. It, you know, you can't be like, Oh shit, I didn't buy this. I want my money back. doesn't work that way. So, Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've been screwed over by enough landlords to know what to look for. Like I know what oh, sure. falls, ap falls apart in those kinds of places. So what I was looking at when I was there, when we did like the home tour, um, I was looking at like all the ceilings because I've seen like so many like water damage spots and little things like that. And I noticed a spot that they had to fix in the bath or the main bedroom actually. So you know how sometimes like there's an attic and the attic will just have like the, the two by fours up there and maybe some insulation. There's no floor of any kind. Yeah. No, like subfloor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, ceiling depending on which way, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looked like somebody was up there, maybe like installing cable or messing with the AC, whatever it was, and their foot slipped off and hit the ceiling oh. um, because there was a sag in the ceiling that was no longer attached to like the, not a baseboard. What do you call this? Crown molding? No. What is that shit? Um, um, I don't know. The, the the wood shit that goes around, around your ceiling at the top. Oh, the the little, yeah. The molding, crown molding. Yeah. yeah whatever. The, the molding up there. Yeah. It was like down past that. And I'm like, a question um what the hell you know 
And I was like, I don't want like any spider or something to crawl out of that in the middle of the night. And I just get to look up there or like have dust or something like drywall or insulation or crap falling into my bed. A spider. Um, <laughs> dude, there's a banana spider outside of my garage right now at this rental house. I do not want that shit crawling out of my attic in the middle of the night. Okay. Absolutely not. Yep, that's that's fair. I always forget about the different level of nature of bugs in the South. <laughs> Dude, when those spiders are full grown, they eat birds. Like they are so big. I'm um, so happy I live in Missouri. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got dope weather, but also real scary bugs. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that was something to look for. Um, and just like little things like that. And I'm so glad this place had no carpet because I've seen carpet pulled up before and it's the most, it's like a big dirt sponge. It's mm -hmm. so nasty and you can never properly clean it. Like you can clean the fibers, but you'll never clean that foam that's underneath it that you're actually stepping on. Right. So, ugh, so glad we don't have it. Yeah, I mean, it's a good thing that carpet is basically out of style now you know i oh mean god there's carpet in my bedrooms here and like that's fine because it's a bedroom you know not a huge deal but i mean like not a huge traffic area with like, shoes and stuff yeah exactly exactly i mean you do see some of it like in my master because i do like go in and out of that if i have my shoes on unfortunately but you know maybe eventually i'll just just do the master as like a faux hardwood or something like that but like the upstairs stuff, I'm not too concerned about. But yeah, no, exactly. Like they're just basically, yeah, just big like pet urine and dust and oh, dirt. And they're just magnets for it. And you have to like pay to like get them professionally cleaned if you actually want them for real clean. <laughs> so. Oh, man. There was this little like checklist that our rental get, uh, sent to us. Um, and they're like, all right, well, we're going to do like a closing inspection and we're going to let you know the things that we're going to charge you for. Um, so here's a checklist of things that you should do before the inspection um, right. so that you can get as much money back as possible. In big, giant red letters, they put that we have to have the carpets here professionally cleaned or they will charge us $400. Hmm. Uh, I looked up like Stanley steamer or whatever. And it wasn't just the carpets. It was all the floors in the whole house. What? Um, yeah. And like we have carpet in the bedroom and in the two offices, the kitchen, the living room, everything else is tile. But yeah. it was still necessary to professionally clean it. So I got like an estimate. It was like $600. I'm like, no, fuck that. Just all right. Take the 400 then. Cause that's cheaper. I don't yep. know what I was hoping I could just like rent one of those carpet cleaners. And just like scrub the shit of the tile, but they want like a receipt and all this crap. And I was just like, all right, whatever. I guess we're losing that. That sounds like an easy $400 for them. And they're just going to like pay somebody $250 and they'll just take $150 and pocket it or whatever. They're That's... probably going to go rent one of those things from Home Depot. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, or that, or that. Yeah, or oh, that. Yeah. You want to hear about it? You want to hear something crazy about carpet though? Is back when what? it became in style in the early, I believe it was the early 70s. Um my my grandparents who are no longer with us, they uh they bought a, a brand new house in 69. And then okay. a couple of years later, obviously it was the early 70s, they carpeted over OG hardwood floors. 
and it's shockingly common very common and whenever we went to well my 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 grandmother passed away a couple years ago we're finally getting around to selling her house and pulling up that carpet that had been in there for i mean i'm pretty sure that was the original carpet but decades pulling, pull, oh yeah decades easily but pulling that up and revealing barely used original hardwood floor was so beautiful i mean this these hardwood floors made the whole entire house just feel different and great and just so awesome so yeah that was that was a great feeling and and we didn't have to do any like refinishing to the hardwood floors too so that that helped a lot but nice i like i'm very excited for the people who are going to buy that house because they'll really be able to enjoy those hardwood floors <laughs> so yeah dude i'm a yeah. big like rug advocate because you can mm. clean the shit out of a rug and Absolutely. you can get it in like a million styles and yeah. sometimes cheaper than it would be to carpet the room you know oh yeah i mean especially if you get carpeting done professionally i mean i've installed carpet before and it's not fun so like if i fun. if i were to like ever carpet again i think i would just go ahead and just pay someone to do it you know like it's not unless it was like something small you know if it was like a small like office or something like that or like a small bedroom or something that's one thing but like carpeting like I, well let's just say this hopefully carpet never comes back into style again so i don't ever have to think about it <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna get some big ass rugs that's that's gonna be it for me yeah i have one for our current living room that's probably like five by six feet like it's a it's a pretty sizable rug yeah and it's so easy to clean it it's yeah so easy I, I don't know why I would staple that to the floor and just leave it there forever. Right. And like, even if you wanted a bigger size than that, I mean, you're still talking about like a couple hundred bucks versus I don't know how much it is to carpet a house, but still, I mean, it's not like it's, you know, you're mostly just paying for their time. Like the carpet itself isn't crazy expensive, but the right. guys that are there for hours doing it, that's like, you know, gonna cost you double. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so if you guys have some carpet in an older house, rip that shit out. You might find something cool under there. <laughs> I was watching my um my tattoo artist like Instagram story and he just got uh, a second house that he's going to like rent out and they had like those bamboo like shiplap kind of floors and they glued that over original oak because it was like oh. more in style and color no so are they gonna like, like take the time to like scrape off all the glue and then like refinish him because they should yeah the picture that i saw was like him on the floor with like a like a flat head and a chisel just like popping oh. these boards up nothing but big wood glue underneath it oh no my back is just hurting thinking about that <laughs> I know. it'll be worth it though like it's gorgeous oh yeah i'm sure like i don't know if you've ever heard about the price to, like get real hardwood installed it's insane crazy yeah yeah especially now that it's in style i mean it's absolutely nutty so yeah, <laughs> yeah. i think that's why they came up with like that lego style you know slap yeah. it down kind of yeah that's what i have and that's what we've installed at my parents house too and like it looks good it lasts long but it's still not the real thing you know it doesn't compare to yeah the thing is like 
a damaged piece, you have to replace it instead of like sanding it down and, you know. Yeah, well, that too, for sure. Yeah, like a little bit of wood filler and like some, you know, some mm -hmm. finishing oil. Like, yeah, no, no problem, you know. But that's also what I love about like the utilitarianness of hardwood floors is like, is that, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's just a long lasting thing, you know. So. It is very nice. Well, I hope you guys have learned quite a bit from from this very practical episode. I don't I really it's don't, very us right now. Yeah, like we really have not done an, an episode I feel like of this magnitude. Mm -mm. No, but I'm glad. I'm glad that I got to talk about it cuz I feel like people need to know. Yeah, no, seriously, <laughs> like it's one of those like adult things that maybe you're you know, either you're going to buy a house in the future, the near future, you know, maybe you're you're shaking your head or nodding your head uh, at some of the things that we've talked about for sure. Uh, let us know, though, like what you guys thought of this more practical episode. Maybe we'll do more. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think that's all my thoughts. You got anything else? Um. Yeah, no, I think I think. We've we've covered some bases tonight. So Okay, excellent. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you have any house buying experiences, good or bad, we'd love to hear about them. You can find us on Twitter at Egg Saucers Podcast. We do put out episodes every single Wednesday. So you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, anywhere that there's a podcast, and maybe consider supporting us on Patreon. It only costs a dollar. It's super cheap and it helps us continue to do the things that we love. So Thank you for your time and we'll see you next week. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye.